Welcome to Crossroads and Cauldrons. We are two witches with jobs, families, and busy lives just like you. We'll talk about weaving the web of community, practicing magic, and stirring the cauldron in the Deep South. Hey everybody, I'm Selena. And I'm Luna. It's January 28th. The sun is in Aquarius, and right now we have a waning moon in Scorpio. This episode is going to be the first in a series of five um, based around the Witch's Pyramid. The Witch's Pyramid. Ooh, that sounds so sexy. It is. It is. What is the Witch's Pyramid? Um, well, the Witch's Pyramid was first introduced. It's, it's, not, it's not a legitimate pyramid. It's not like a physical structure out in the world. It's, um, it's an idea. It's a philosophy. Um, it was presented by, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but here I go. Eliphas Levi. I don't know if that's correct. Or Eliphas. Mm, I hope that's not correct. <laughs> but if I'm wrong, please call in and correct me because I like to know things. Um, he, uh, oh gosh, there's a whole book. I, I don't have it written down, so I'm going to have to look it up to tell you the book. Um, I don't know why I didn't write that down. But anyway, the <laughs> idea is that there are, in, in the original, there are four four things you have to do to be accomplished which an accomplished magician because he was a he was a high magic practitioner so he wouldn't really be considered a witch anyway this all got converted later i'm going to tell you more anyway so the first the first tenant is to know the second is to dare the third is to will and the fourth is to keep silent now later on when this uh was adapted by the golden dawn uh the the phrase to go was added okay so each of these is assigned an elemental correspondence. And there are many, many different ways that that the different corners of the pyramid are assigned. So um, to know is either associated with air or with earth. To dare is either associated with water or air or fire sometimes. Um, to will is associated most of the time with fire, but sometimes also earth I don't know. Um, and to keep silent is associated with earth and sometimes water. Then to go is pretty much universally aligned with spirit because that was added later. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to assign a correspondence to each one that makes sense to me. Okay. <laughs> and that's what we're going to go with for the, for the scope of this podcast. Um, so what we're going to talk about right now is to know. This is the first corner of the pyramid. The idea is that... If you have these four elements active in your life, if you have these four, uh, if you've completed these four tasks, then you can access your um, your power. You can have access to that that top point of spirit and channel your divine will, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm -hmm. um, so to know, for me, that aligns perfectly with air because it's it's about knowledge. It's about the mind, you know. So that's what makes sense to me. What do you think? I agree. Um, <laughs> did I put you on the spot? You really did. I apologize. That's I'll okay. continue. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm looking at, you know, you, you said that to know is associated with air and mm. earth. Would earth maybe be where um, experience would come into play? Because sometimes you have to experience things. You have to walk that path in order to experience things to know. I would sense? think so. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. you, um, when you experience things physically and like for me, earth, you know, I, I get 
the physical world, like the here mm-hmm. and the right now and the right. things we can see and touch and smell and taste and all of that. Right. Um, and, and those things are a, a way of learning too, of experiencing, of exploring. And, and, and there's a big difference. I hit the microphone. Will you stop doing that? Last yes. I'm going to sit table. on my hands. I'm sorry. I talk with my hands. Uh, and that's why this happens. She's waving everywhere. I'm sorry. So, um, what was I saying? Oh Talking yes. Oh yes. Know. So like you can know something mentally. You can understand the concepts, but until you get your hands dirty and do it, then you get a different sort of knowledge, which is equally valid. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, but we're going to focus on the element of air for for this for this subject. Okay. Um, But I like what you said there. That was a good point. Okay. So the first thing we're going to talk about is, um, and it's something that is difficult. Maybe it's difficult everywhere, but I can only speak from my own experience here Mm -hmm. in the South. it's difficult to find teachers, and it's difficult to know what's what. Who's a good teacher? You know, mm-hmm. if you find one, you're like, is this is this legit? Is this? Right. And I think that keeps a lot of us from even trying, or mm-hmm. we just assume that there's nobody out there. I did a lot of assuming that I was all alone, and there weren't going to be any teachers out here. And all of the authors that I had read, you know, lived off somewhere mm-hmm. else. They're just you know, who was here to teach us? Right. I didn't know. Um, so I think that's that's one thing that sort of holds us, I'm not going to say holds us back necessarily, mm-hmm. but is a challenge that that solitaries face in furthering their education or finding a formal education. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then there are there are so many benefits to a formal education, and there are benefits also to... Um, Sort of an experiential education. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we're going to talk about all of that stuff today. Um, So when I'm talking about a formal education, I'm talking about um, specifically having a a teacher, an instructor that carries you through, you know, whatever their degree program is or or whatever sort of formal training that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not to say that self-study and self-practice and meditation and learning your own uh, cycles and and your connections and all of that stuff is is certainly not a lesser or you know a less important way to learn I think that combining both of those Mm -hmm. like finding a teacher that encourages you to go and experiment and have your own experiences while also teaching you what works and what has traditionally worked and typically things that work mm-hmm. stick around. If it doesn't work, mm-hmm. people aren't going to pass it down the line. Right. So I think, I think having a formal education for myself was a good jumping off point. Mm-hmm. I learned more when I had a formal education versus studying on my own because mm-hmm. I had a focus. Right. So that was my experience with both. Mm-hmm. What is your experience? Um, most of mine has been through um, through the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some research on my own, not a whole lot, because uh, in all honesty, I didn't know what to look for. I mean, you can get online and you can go to YouTube and find, you know, people galore talking about witchcraft and spells and things like that. But then you start looking and you start, if you start thinking about it, what is really true, what is really safe and who is this person trying to teach this information? What are they qualified? I mean, are they really have they really been in practice for that long? How many years do they have behind them? Or 
Is this just some, and I hate to use the term wackadoo, but this is just some <laughs> I think wackadoo, wackadoo is the perfect term. Uh, that is just, you know, out to to um, make themselves feel bigger than what they really are. Um, boost their ego, I guess is what I want to say. But uh, you have to really be careful where your information comes from. And that's where I think a formal education really helps in that it has not only gone through the person who has written the um, information, but it goes through several different people. And they usually go through like a council or things like that when it's formal education where it doesn't isn't just one person teaching you it. You have several other people who are combined into it to make sure the information is correct and valid and 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 safe too. So I think that's a really good point. And I will say also that um I know that there are excellent teachers out there that sort of only take one apprentice at a time, mm -hmm. you know, and, and lead you through and are, are absolutely valuable teachers and things like that. But from a solitary practitioner's perspective, especially when you're first getting into witchcraft and mm -hmm. figuring out who you are and, and where to begin, right. where to begin, that is exactly the feeling that you have. Mm -hmm. You're sort of, I don't, you're afraid. I was afraid. Mm -hmm. You're afraid to put your trust in someone, especially if you've had, if you've been burned by right. religious leaders in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't, you, you're not, you're not apt to just trust whoever you find, particularly on the internet or wherever you, mm -hmm. you just, you don't know. Right. So hopefully we're going to guide you through and give you some, um, some guidelines and mm -hmm. some, some ways to find the, the school that's right for you. If formal training is correct and good for you. Right. Um, and I think, I think everyone can benefit from formal training. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm not going to say it's a requirement. There are, um, you know, there's disputes on every single topic that we right. could ever mention. So I'm going to keep saying that. But um, there are people that feel like if you don't have a formal training and you don't have a certain degree mm -hmm. and you don't have this and that, then you are not a good witch or you're not powerful or whatever. And that's bullshit. It is. It's bullshit. Um, you can get just as much information, you know, mm -hmm. if you are studying on your own and meditating and paying attention and listening to the cycles and opening your intuition and being mm -hmm. aware, you can get there too. Right. Um, you know, you can, it, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah, formal training is not for everyone. No. Everyone learns different ways and, you know, you have to take that into consideration too. But there are some really, really good benefits of formal training too. And um, part of that is, uh, is like I was saying before, that, that, People have tried these techniques. People can, it, it's a lot of times easier for someone outside of the situation to see what you're doing that may be holding you back mm -hmm. and can give you guidance and say, have you tried this thing? Have you tried this thing? And, and help you hone your intuition. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, there's always places to learn and whatever you learn in your formal training, like if it works for you, great. If it doesn't work for you it probably didn't hurt you to learn something. Right. You know, so I think everyone can benefit, but I think that following specifically only what you learned without doing your own research and your own experimentation and mm -hmm. listening to your guides and your intuition is not helpful. That's right. repeating, you know, and that mm -hmm. can get into a dogmatic place. So I think a combination of both. I think you're going to have to learn for yourself, but I think following guidance and formal training is a really good idea. Mm -hmm. So here we go. How to find a mystery school. 
Ooh. Right? Right. Um, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. Um, there are so many online. When I started my research for this, I was going to, you know, look up a few and talk to some people and all of that stuff. But there were so many. Mm-hmm. There were so many that I, I was like, I, I can't talk to all these people. Right. So um, I would say look online. They're everywhere. I personally recommend the Temple of Witchcraft, of mm-hmm. course. But there are, so, there are several really, really, really good ones. Um, and it depends on your path. And it depends on, you know, what speaks to you and what you need to learn and, mm-hmm. and all of those things. Um, but they're all over the internet and there are local teachers all over the South. Don't feel like just because you're down here in the South that there aren't options available for you. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. You just have they to, are. you have to seek them out. They're not yeah, going they're to not come find put you. It on the board. <laughs> um, and so, so the tips that we should give you over the next little bit should give you some, um, really good advice to help you narrow that long list down into what is the mystery school that is right and correct for you. Um, So there we go. And here's a question that comes up a lot and is um, actually is, is sort of a, it's one of those topics that is touchy. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about it. Okay. I'm going to touch it. Um, We'll let you touch it. That sounds naughty. I know. Um, Okay, so should you pay for teaching, for learning witchcraft? Should you pay for that? A lot of people think that if you you are offering this training from the goodness of your heart and you're a good person, that you should not ask for anything in return. And that's nice. But I have to pay bills. Right. And... There's a limited amount of hours in the day, mm-hmm. and I feel like if you are getting something, you should give something in exchange. Right. There should be an energy exchange. It's not realistic to it's... not expect to have to pay for for learning, for, for knowledge. Learning. I mean, if you go to college, God, how much do you oh pay for college? A lot. Um, even if you take just these little short weekend classes at the local community college, they cost you money. Mm-hmm. There's materials to buy. There's space to rent. There's electric to pay. I mean, you really have to think about it. So when people start throwing out, well, I shouldn't have to pay for witchcraft class. Well, why not? Why not? Exactly. And and the thing is, it, it may be easier to take classes at a Christian church or something like that mm-hmm. um, where they ha- where they are charged, you know, mm-hmm. to to give a tithe every week or whatever. Right. So there's, it, there's a little bit difference there mm-hmm. because... Because there is a, a, a more money in, I'm sorry, there's more money there. Right. Um, so for a, a pagan or witchcraft teacher, they, sh- they should get payment mm-hmm. for their work and their time. Absolutely. You know, it's time away from their family. Right. It's, it's their time and they deserve to be reimbursed for that. So well, it's the same thing if you go to the bookstore and you buy a book. You're getting knowledge from that teacher. You got to pay for that book. Right. You got to pay for that book. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, that's my feeling on it. A teacher should ask for money. Now, there is a distinct difference in asking for payment in return for teaching and asking constantly for money, 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 uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Because okay. there are there are people out there in all walks of life, not mm-hmm. just within paganism and witchcraft, but definitely within paganism and witchcraft, that... It's really sort of a scam, mm-hmm. and you know they'll come to you and be like, "Oh, 
I see this in your aura. You're a healer. So mm-hmm. you should take my healing alignment course. It's only $1,000. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> after you take that, then you'll have to teach three students and they each need to pay this much, but you need to pay 500 of that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's that it's, it's scammy. Right. Um, so it's out there. Be aware of that in anywhere, in any walk of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but a teacher should be reimbursed. They cannot do it for free. And if they're doing it for free, then you're really, really taking advantage of them. Um, <laughs> so feed them, bring them a casserole. Right. Do something. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So that, those are the big things. So the next thing we're going to talk about, we touched on um, um, some some dangerous culty sort of behavior. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk more about that. Um, how to spot a cult or a dangerous teacher. And again, this is not just within witchcraft. These people are in all areas of life, mm-hmm. so don't feel like this is just a warning for only pagans. Right. This warning could go for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so avoid teachers that only allow a student to read or learn from that person. If they discourage you through passive aggression or whatever, mm-hmm. or directly aggressive aggression, <laughs> um, if they discourage you from learning or trying new things or reading other material out there, that's a red flag, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're learning, you want to do research on that topic. You want to read all of the material that's out there and, you know, piece together your mm-hmm. opinions about it. Right. You don't want them to say, no, you can only read my material. That's mm-hmm. it. Period. <laughs> right. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So that's a red flag right there. Um, Teachers that try to control areas of your personal life outside of the classroom, like telling you who your friends are, Mm -mm. get into your, you know, relationships or your job or whatever you're doing in your personal Mm -hmm. life. And they try to control those things. That's, that's a red flag right there. Red flag. Yes. All right. Next. Um, Teachers that lie to you or are deceitful of for to you, um, particularly if they if they tell you up front, I'm going to lie to you (laughs) to test your discernment. Um, Run away. Just run away because they're just covering their ass. So later when you catch them in a lie, they can be like, yes, ah, yes, you've passed the test. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're enlightened now. You get to take my other course for (laughs) $5,000. So watch out for people, especially if they if they tell you up front they're going to lie to you, just leave. Just don't don't stay there. Um, if they pressure you into things that make you uncomfortable, um, let me let me clarify this. Um, th- through learning witchcraft or anything worth learning, you're going to have challenges, and you're going to have to step outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So when I say um, when I say avoid teachers that pressure you into things that make you uncomfortable, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about teachers that challenge you and encourage you to step past your fears and to step out of your comfort zone. I'm talking about people that pressure you to do things that are against your morals or against your, you know, things that that are are something that you would never, ever be okay with, not right. something that's just challenging. Gotcha. <laughs> I feel like I'm giving a lecture. No, you're good. Um, you're good. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, here's a good one. Um, uh, avoid teachers that indoctrinate you into a belief system based on fear of the outside world or certain types of people. So, if there, if if your teacher is is trying to convince you that other people besides us 
are dangerous Mm -hmm. or you should be afraid of them or a specific type of person Mm -hmm. that's not us, um, that's that's dangerous. That's Mm -hmm. very dangerous. They are isolating you. Mm -hmm. A teacher should never, ever try to instill fear in you. Right. You know, they should teach be teaching you to embrace other types of people and other cultures and other whatever they should mm-hmm. you a witch does not live in fear no. that you know we experience fear mm-hmm. but we we don't push fear on each other that's just not that's not what we do exactly yeah so your teacher should be trying to empower you and that's the whole idea mm-hmm. <laughs> um okay uh the use of if if a teacher encourages you to use via let me start this sentence again this sucks hold on (laughs) okay avoid teachers that use drugs inadequate diet fatigue or other physical or psychological means of of increasing suggestibility okay if your teacher tells you that you're not allowed to eat for a certain period of time or you're not allowed to or or puts you through physical laborious trials until you're sort of exhausted mm-hmm. or encourages you to use substances. Um, now, you know, even incense is a substance. Okay. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, that it, they're obviously trying to get you to a point where you're weak and your manipulate. mind is moldy mm-hmm. and they can get in there and squish right. it around. Um, you, your teacher should not want you weak if you're feeling drained exhausted weak and they're not allowing you to eat or they're not allowing you to rest those are extremely dangerous Mm -hmm. signs get away run away um your teacher should encourage you to be healthy and strong and rested and balanced that is what we are looking for in paganism Mm -hmm. and witchcraft and if you hear otherwise you are in a dangerous situation and call us we'll get you out i mean not (laughs) physically but we'll help you Avoid teachers that threaten or isolate you, um, particularly if it's followed by a whole lot of praise. You know, they're they're angry with you one minute, and then as soon as you do whatever they say, they love you again, and you're back in their good graces. Like, this is all manipulation and abusive behaviors. Mm-hmm. Your teacher should never threaten like you. Sounds <laughs> like an abusive relationship. Well, Just, it, yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine a situation where you would have to threaten a student. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of one. Literally cannot. No, there's Mm -hmm. no reason ever. Or isolating them from their family members. There's no reason ever to have to do that in witchcraft. That is not a thing that we do. Right. So now you know. Um, Oh, yeah. Well, this kind of tags onto the last one. Um, An overabundance of praise or singling you out as special. Like if they look at you and and you've just met them Mm -hmm. on the street or you went to their seminar Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, you. I can see in your aura that you have extra special powers. You were brought to me. Mm-hmm. You know, <sighs> that's probably, that's a red flag. Yeah. That's a red flag to me. Um, you know, I mean, maybe you were brought together by cosmic forces. You know, I've, I, I think everyone is though. Um, but that's, that's a dangerous way to approach a student. Like if you see potential in a student. Right. You sort of normally don't, you don't just lavish them with that. Yeah, you're not going to you know? call them out in that way. You might be like, have you considered taking classes or mm-hmm. have you ever had training? You seem to be adept in this area or whatever. Exactly. You know, you don't, you don't 
tell them that they're you know something that's fallen from the heavens. Right. You don't you don't you build don't them blow up like smoke. that. <laughs> right, because it it affects people psychologically. You don't mm-hmm. do stuff like that. So that to me is a red flag. I mean, maybe you are amazing, and maybe it really, really, really shows. I, let me, let me. You already are amazing. That's true. There's no maybes. Um, but be aware of people like that right. because that's that's the first step in grooming mm-hmm. and conditioning someone. Um, they're going to praise you and praise you and praise you, and then later the abuse comes in. Right, they're going to you know? set you up to fall. Yeah, this is that's a red flag. So pay attention to that. Um, if yeah, this is on the same line, if you first meet them or within a couple of meetings, they're offering you a high priesthood or a high priestesshood in right. their, <laughs> you know, coven or circle or mm-hmm. whatever. And you have no training and you have only been there a very short time and you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. This is run away. Mm-hmm. Say no thank you and then never come back because right. that's dangerous. That's exactly what I'm talking about before. That's grooming you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have any training, why why would someone make you a high priestess? I mean Yeah, ding ding ding. Yeah. <laughs> there it's a trap, right? right. Um Okay, what's the next one? Oh, this is a really important one. And this um, this goes uh, in any situation ever in life, not just within witchcraft, finding a mystery school. Right. Any type of sexual pressure in exchange for merit, rank, knowledge, or information, or any sexual pressure without active, enthusiastic, continuous consent mm-hmm. ever, ever. There, w- witchcraft and paganism is a more open-minded um, path sexually, like we don't deem sexual acts as some sort of naughty, bad thing, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so we are more open-minded and sometimes that leaves us open to predators, mm-hmm. um, more so than in other situations, but they're everywhere. They're absolutely everywhere. It has nothing to do with with witchcraft. Right. Um, but that is not a tenant of witchcraft. It is not required to become initiated. Mm-hmm. If this is happening, this is abusive. This is not okay. This is not what we do. Right. Um, and that goes away. for men and women both. Absolutely. I mean, any, know. any person, mm-hmm. uh, particularly if you are underaged, please go home, go yeah. to go home and <laughs> call mm-hmm. your mother, go home. Mm-hmm. Um, that's never okay. Mm-mm. And it, and and you can't um let someone say uh when I say you can't let just go with me. Um if someone tells you, "Well, no, this is what's required for the mysteries or this is what's required for the magic. I have to initiate you physically." Mm-mm. No. Run. You don't. Yeah. That's not that's not. No. Mm-mm. Run away. No. Okay. Um any kind of uh, instilling fear in you, instilling fear in you, instilling doubt in you. Um, if your teacher is, you know, um, putting you down or telling you that you should be afraid of things that, you know, that's just, it's dangerous. That's not how we operate. Um, sometimes you'll get in a situation where, <laughs> I've kind of almost been in a situation like this, not not in relation to witchcraft, but um where the the guru, whoever the mm-hmm. the teacher or the high priest, the whoever it is, um, sort of gives you these stories of why you should be 
afraid of them or how ultimate their powers are or that one student that didn't listen and mm. then this thing happened and you've never met that student and they've right. never been around because obviously they were blacklisted mm -hmm. but all the other students know this story somehow <sighs> that's not a real story y'all no -uh. it just isn't <laughs> um it's a scare tactic it's a scare tactic they uh, a good teacher of witchcraft wants you to find your power, wants you to find your sovereignty, mm -hmm. wants you to stand on your own feet and shine, shine, shine. Right. There is never a time that they want you to be afraid. Mm -mm. So if you, that's what you find, you are not in a legitimate witchcraft place. Like that's not healthy for you. Get out. Yeah. Um, and if your teacher says that they are the only ones that know what's best for you, that's dangerous. Yeah. That's a red flag because you should be the only one really that knows what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And your teacher can point things out that they see or cycles or patterns that you're repeating mm -hmm. that, that seem to not have a great outcome for you. Right. But if they tell you directly or indirectly that they're the only ones that know what's best for you and what you should do with your life, that's problematic. Mm -hmm. So that's a red flag for me. So we've talked a long time about <laughs> um, what you don't want in, right. in a teacher. And I think these are really important things that particularly younger witches and new new witches, mm -hmm. um, often referred to as baby witches, but they right. don't necessarily mean the same thing. Um, <laughs> just people that are new to the craft sometimes have um, these preconceived notions that that you have that the mysteries are so secret and you have to go through these initiations and, and you know, they, they sort of wrapped up in a little bit still of what they see in the movies. Mm -hmm. And so they, so they don't recognize the dangers right. right away or they, or they, they get past that point where they're sort of getting brainwashed, mm -hmm. you know, and this, this happens in, in all, all different situations, not just within witchcraft. Right. Um, but it's it's almost easier to to play if if you are an abusive teacher or or etc. It's it's almost easier to get in there with witchcraft because it's so secret and because we are isolated already mm -hmm. and because we already feel left out and different and so like all abusers they find those weak spots and they play on that. Mm -hmm. So just be very careful. Be careful um, if you don't feel like you're growing and learning and being empowered and feeling stronger and healthier, then that is a sign from your body and your psyche that you're not in the right place for you. Exactly. So never be afraid to step away mm -hmm. from, and, it, and if there are consequences for leaving the mystery school or the circle or whatever, that's a sign. Yeah. That's a sign that you, that's exactly what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so just be safe out there, you guys. And question, question, question. <laughs> question. Ask questions. Yep. Now we're going to tell you a little bit about what you should look for in a teacher. So um, one of the big things, I've already said it a couple of times, um, look for a teacher that empowers you, that that encourages you to grow and gain your power. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's what your teacher should be doing. Um, 
Uh, your teachers should encourage healthy habits with you. They should encourage proper nutrition, whatever that means for you. Not you have to eat whatever they tell you to eat. And that's not what I'm talking about. But they want you to be healthy. They want you to be rested. They want you to be balanced. They want your relationships to be healthy. They want you to communicate with your family members and your friends and the people in your life. They're mm-hmm. not going to tie into that relationship where you're fighting with your mother and use that to drive a wedge. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, well, you should talk. You should go find a counselor. You Mm -hmm. know, they're They're going to encourage you. Yeah. Um, you should have a teacher that builds you up. Now, this does not mean that they praise every little thing that you do or that if they're not telling you you're the best student they've ever had, you should run away. That's not what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. but they, they should, overall be encouraging your growth they should praise you when you work hard and when you do good things they shouldn't put you down essentially is what i'm saying but you know that's not to say that you don't have to work hard for your teacher's praise or that you know (laughs) that they're not going to point out mistakes and things like that so obviously you know, you know, she's common sense, y'all. That's That's basically what she's saying. She's some common sense, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Um, a teacher that expects you to be responsible and self-reliant is a good teacher. Um, they want you to figure things out for yourself. Mm -hmm. They want you to answer questions for yourself. So that's why a lot of times they will answer your questions with questions. Right. Um, because they want you to listen to your yourself, your inner voice, mm-hmm. and think about it. And think about it. They, your path is your own. They can guide you along, um, you know, the traditional path, or they can give you techniques to to help find your inner voice. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, your path is your own, mm-hmm. and they want you to stand on your own two feet. Trust me, they want you to stand mm-hmm. on your own two feet. I teach. Mm-hmm. They don't want you calling them at two o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. I mean, okay, for my students, if you need to call me at two o'clock in the morning, you really need me. <laughs> I'm gonna try to answer that phone call. But if it's yes, something you, you can handle on your own, I'm not gonna be happy. Um, so, so yeah, they they want you to be self reliant. They don't right. want you to rely on them. For every little thing, that is a sign of someone who has, who is, who is dangerous. If they don't encourage you to to stand on your own two feet, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, right? Oh, what else? Oh, teachers that actually teach you something. <laughs> I mean, if you're not actually learning anything, maybe they're not a dangerous teacher. Maybe they're not a bad teacher. Um, maybe they just aren't the right teacher for you, right? Um, so if you already know everything they're teaching, then perhaps you need to look into a different class mm-hmm. or, or a different level or speak to your teacher and say, hello, I would like a bit of a challenge, please. Right. And your challenge may be to be patient and work through the class. I don't know. <laughs> um, but you should be learning something, even if it's, you know, in, in our mystery school that I trained in, um, we have a mentor program. Mm-hmm. So um, when you get to I think level three, you start mentoring one of the, you know, level one students, which is great because then you as a mentor go back through all of those first year lessons mm-hmm. and every single time you learn something. Right. And the student teaches you something every single time. So mm-hmm. I can't really, you know, I, I think there's a lot of value in going back to the foundation and back to the beginning as many times as you can, mm-hmm. like revisit those basics. Um, and you should be getting gems out of that every single time. And if you're not, 
then then yes, you need to go find another teacher. But even if the material is something you already know, keep your eyes open because there's probably, you know, there's gems you there. Learn there's something different. To learn yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Different way to look um, at it. So if you're really, really not, then you need to find another teacher. Um, and the, uh, this is a big question. Um, you can interview your teacher. Oh, absolutely. And if they will not schedule an interview with you, to me, that would be a red flag. Mm-hmm. But before you commit your time and your money to a mystery school, and a lot of them are for a year and a day, mm-hmm. so it's a long time that you're investing, you should be able to contact the teacher and say, hello, I would like to sit down. I'd like to schedule a time with you um, to discuss this class. You know, And they should be open to to doing that. They mm-hmm. may not be able to drop everything right then and right. you know do a two-hour interview. That's unrealistic. But you should be able to interview your teacher. So don't feel like you can't go reach out and say, I would like some more information before I sign up for this class. Mm-hmm. That's important. Because people feel like, oh, well, okay, I'm going to speak for myself. Sometimes people feel, or I felt, um, you know, they're the teacher. You don't want to bother them. Right. Or, you know, or they seem, they seem sort of distant and far away. Mm -hmm. Um, but if they're going to be leading you through your spiritual journey, then you should have some way of contacting them and, and scheduling an interview with them. Right. Um, and honey, there are a million different ways to get in touch with people these days, even if they're not close by. You have the internet, you have Skype, you have video conferencing. I mean, geez. Oh, yeah. There's no reason why you shouldn't be able to interview a teacher. Even even just an email, you know? Even mm-hmm. if you can that just too. get them on an email or a chat session. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of uh, interviews, <laughs> student interviews that way. They just hit me up on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, at 2 o'clock in the morning. No. Oh, God. Uh, no. No, sometimes. <laughs> um Okay, so the next question, and this is kind of a big question for people in the South, because like I said, we feel all scattered and isolated. So where mm-hmm. to find the right teacher? So we already discussed a little bit about online mystery schools. Um, just, you know, do a Google search. Mm-hmm. But when you, when, you, when you find a school that you are considering, reach out and speak to some of the students. Read reviews of the school. Um, and there are reviews everywhere, y'all. There are reviews there everywhere. Um, but do, once you find a school, read some reviews. Um, speak to former students. Speak to current students. Um, be smart, because this is important. It's mm-hmm. important for you. Um, and you should be able to get some recommendations and get a good idea of what you're getting into. You should have a good idea of what you're getting into before you get into it. Right. Um and, you know, don't forget that you're a witch. Ron Weasley comes into my mind all the time. <laughs> that little scene in Harry Potter um, where he's like, are you a witch or not? I, I hear that in my mind a lot. Mm-hmm. So use your magic, you know, use your divination tools, use your pendulum, use your intuition, meditate, talk to your guides to help you find the right school. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't forget that, you, that you're a witch. You, you have the means to, to locate the right school for you. So I think that's all we've got to say on that. We could talk about this particular topic for probably ever. So if you have any questions, you know, you can drop us a little question on our phone line and we'll check it out. We'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsor.
I want to introduce a new segment that we have. Uh, and it's going to be the lovely Luna's section. Um, Luna's lunar lesson. She's going to talk about the moon. Yay, moon. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, y'all, welcome to Luna's Lunar Lesson. This is the first one. Um, I think this is going to be a new segment we're going to do uh, each podcast. So I'm going to let you know a little bit about what's going on with the moon right now. We have a new moon on Monday, February 4th. Um, it is in Aquarius. And this is, uh, they say, going to bring good luck, good news, optimism, generosity, and happiness. All of those sound awesome. Uh, the new moon offers us a time of hope, a time of faith, and renewal of our commitments. It brings us fertile place to start fresh and to remind us that no matter what there is, always rebirth is waiting on the horizon. It reminds us to also check in with ourselves and to let go of what's no longer in alignment with our path, our purpose, or our dreams. It tells us that in order to bring all that we want into being, we need to clear away what is no longer serving us and make room for what we want to come into our lives. Releasing and clearing are powerful practices to employ during the new moon, and this removes any built-up negativity that is accumulated and cleanses the environment and self for what we want to have come in during this next cycle. Here is a simple clearing blessing which can be used with any type of sacred smoke or cleansing method, including cedar, sweetgrass, sage or herb smoke, oil sprays, or salt. And you can apply this to your room, outdoors, or to yourself. Write down all of your wishes, dreams, intentions, and desires. Be as specific as you can. Read your list aloud. You can go outside beneath the sky, or you can light a candle inside in offering. Give thanks to the universe and goddess or your chosen dedication for hearing your truth. Read as often as you are called for the full moon and then release the energy in sacred fire, trusting it coming into your life. You can do this practice with each new moon. Some people choose to journal them and keep them instead of burning them. Do the practice whichever way you are called to do it. A second thing you can do is the sacred new bath ritual. To do this, you set your new moon intention in your new moon journal, run a sacred bath, add salts, essential oils, herbs, or flower petals, create a sacred altar space with candles, crystals, or statues, enter the bath and visualize your renewal of energy. You can draw even more nourishing energy with an affirmation such as, I am renewed with this new moon, I am replenished, I am open to new beginnings. It is time to leave the past behind and immerse yourself in the energy of rebirth. Open yourself to abundance and the possibility of unfolding your life. And that is it for Luna's Lunar Lesson. That was beautiful. Thank you. Those are Thank great. You. Those are great. Um, oh, we have another new section because it's really the first real, real one. So all our sections are sort of new. Yeah. Um, this section I like to call... Well, actually, um, in this section, we're going to dispel a myth or rumor about witches that is not true. Mm. So the first one, and I think this is sort of the biggest one we get the most, witches are devil worshippers, right? 
No, we're not. Absolutely, we are. Everyone <laughs> says so. Um, no, we're we're really not. Um, the we we don't within within witchcraft. There's not a concept of an ultimate evil thing that's out to you know tempt you and right. trick you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that whole concept sort of. Uh, came into play with Zoroastrianism. That's really like the first appearance that we have in history of this epic evil something that's this battle between good and evil right. thing. But that was really a dualist type of um theology. Mm-hmm. So their 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 good and evil were equal. Right. Um but but what happened is that sort of meshed into the early Jewish religion the the very very early jewish religion had no um concept of a second power mm-hmm. you know that was working to undo everything like right. the creator was everything they created you know he created good evil and they didn't even gender him at that point uh, they may not still they may still not gender um that may be more of a christian concept i'm going to research some more um yeah, that's interesting to think about yeah but so um their connection with the zoroastrians zoroastrians i, I mispronounced um sort of sort of that's when they gained that concept of, you know, the devil or, or a person or another deity that was, you know, struggling to undo mm-hmm. that good evil dichotomy. Right. Um, and so obviously that grew into Christianity as well. Um, and it sort of got, you know, mixed together with images of horned gods and horned deities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> but they're not, they're not evil Oh my God! The devil is just not something that's part of our theology in that right. way. Um, we have horned gods. We have gods of mischief, gods of uh, chaos, gods of destruction, goddesses as well. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not gendering. I'm just saying de- right. deity types mm-hmm. um, that fit into all of those categories. But those are not. That doesn't equate with evil. Um, Within the paradigm of of witchcraft, we don't consider destructive natural forces or deities of destruction as evil. Mm-hmm. You know, it's part of nature. It's part of the function of life and death and rebirth. There has to be death. There has to be decay that makes the room for new growth. Right. So, just like everything else in the universe, those energies and those deities serve a purpose Mm -hmm. and it's not to tempt humans into their ultimate destruction you know we just we don't have a concept of the devil uh within within our theology that's Mm -hmm. that's a christian theology and uh you know there's several several different ones that have that but typically the abrahamic religions have that concept of an evil that is trying to destroy and undo humanity or right. or their their god of goodness mm-hmm. you know um so we don't have that we we actually are not devil worshipers and i would say that the the religions that have a devil in their theology are more so devil worshipers than people who do not even have that mm-hmm. in their theology right um and this is completely separate from satanists that's a completely different that's another thing. subject entirely. That's another whole subject entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are still not even aimed at the Christian model of the devil. Like, 
That's not what we are. We're not part of your, you know, religion. We're not part of Christianity. Mm-hmm. We're not worshiping one of your gods. Right. You know, not in that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so that's the number one thing that we get asked. Um, aren't you a devil worshiper? No. no. Nay, sir. I am not a devil worshiper. Mm-hmm. Burn me if you will. It's mm-hmm. not going to help. <laughs> um, so that's, that's that. That's, we're not. And next time, we're going to have something different, which I'm excited about as well. But I'm not going to tell you what it is. So you're going to have to stay tuned. You're going to have to listen to the next one. (laughs) All right. So if you would like to get in touch with us, you can leave us a voicemail at 769-230-0305. Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crossroads and Cauldrons podcast. Um, you can find our Instagram account at Crossroads and Cauldrons. That's an N, not an and there in the middle. And search for Crossroads and Cauldrons podcast on your favorite podcast provider to subscribe and get our latest episodes as soon as they drop. Thanks for listening and blessed be. Bye, y'all.